Hi guys and welcome back to Coffee with Danny. So this week I'm sitting down with Jamelia Donaldson. She is the CEO and founder of Treasure Trust subscription service. I cannot wait to share this interview with you because honestly, it's taken me weeks to get this girl down. She's a really close friend of mine, but Jamelia, you are a busy woman and so am I. So it's just, <laughs> it's been a nightmare getting us both in the same room together to record. So I'm so excited to share that with you. I also sit down with Chloe and Lauren as always. I love it, love this feature. And this week we're gonna talk a bit about dating, life, Brexit and the aftermath. So I really hope you enjoy this week's show. Don't forget to follow us on social media. It's at Coffee with Danny underscore on Twitter and at Coffee with Danny on Instagram. You can always tweet me. I'll be there any time of day or night to tweet you back. And let's get the show going. Hello, ladies. Hello, Andrew. Yet again, I'm sat down with Chloe and Lauren. This is so cool. I love recording with both of you. It's so much fun. So uh-huh. this week, Lauren is new on the dating app scene. I oh, know. How are you feeling, Lauren? Um, it was weird at first, but I don't know. It's like not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yes. Can I Every time Chloe comes to London, Chloe tries to convince Lauren to go onto a dating app, and every time she downloads it, and then she has it for like a day, and then she deletes it. But this time, how many days have you had it now? It's here to stay. I just think it's because the person who have managed to talk to you actually seems normal. Yeah, like there are normal people on there. Like, I.e., he's a recent master from Cambridge. (laughs) Hey, dabs. Just they're like, Okay. okay. I can I can see I can talk to you. You've got credentials. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a brain. It That's is useful though. I'm, like I'm not a judgmental person in person. I'd never say that. But I feel like apps are such like invented in such a way that you kind of do have to pick and select. Like yeah, you judging do. someone on their photo yeah, and their don't bio. Don't judge a book by its cover. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to not judge a book by its cover. Mm. Use the app. So, well, it's like, funny you should say that. I went to interview someone today who's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks' time mm-hmm. who has a dating app, but it's not based on pictures. Oh. And it act- you actually can't see the person's picture until you've, like, swiped to speak to them, have a conversation, and then you can decide if you want to exchange pictures or not. I'm actually scared of that because I get really attracted to people's personalities. Me and too. It really annoys me. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It it's is a bad not a bad thing, thing because I'm, I, I got really attracted to this guy's personality. We were together for a couple of months and then I went back to uni and then realised that because we were apart, it's not attractive. Obviously, the personality doesn't shine through as much. There was no physical connection keeping me to him, so it fizzled oh. out like really quickly. And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I find that as an experiment, as a scientist, I'd like to play around with that and see how that goes. Wow. Just for science. You have to listen to the podcast for more information. So, <laughs> what else happened this week? So, the big elephant in the room is something that we discussed last week, and I'm trying not to cry about it. But I am really upset about it, and I'm still not over it. Brexit. I feel like the whole of the well, can't really talk on behalf of the whole of the UK, but London for sure is definitely sunk into some kind of like post-Brexit depression slash hangover, and just riot. The energy Um, is just shit. It's so shit, and it's so weird. I remember like the day. Oh, literally, this day will stick with me for the rest of my life. I remember the day. 
before the referendum and I came out of Shoreditch High Street Overground Station where Box Park is and they had, um, what's the word, you know those like parasol things that people have in their gardens, do you know what yeah. I mean, what are they called? Parasols? No, like, Just like a barbecue and it has like a desk in there and you can hand leaflets out. Yeah. They had Stop. one of those like little pop-up tent kind of things outside yeah. the station and everyone was wearing I'm in t-shirts, everyone had mm. I'm in stickers on and I don't feel like anything's changed like everyone that voted in was still super proud and stuck to it and voted in yeah but I just feel even more so than ever that London is literally such a bubble compared to the rest of the country yeah, it really is. and that really upsets me I was literally having this conversation with my flatmates today because we had such a false sense of security because everyone around us was saying because there was no one you've got all the economics all the banks here like my flatmate she's currently on um internship at credit Suisse, so she was on the trading floor when you know after the results of brexit and was just watching the pound crash but even before the lead up to it all of them were laughing at the fact that we're not leaving yeah it's not gonna happen it'll never happen like see tomorrow we can celebrate go for a drink and when we came in it was just it was it was such a strange atmosphere it was like we were all in mourning because i think especially as people who it will affect the most i.e business owners um students you know young people it was it wasn't if it, it, it felt like it affected us the most and it was quite obvious in that moment that we felt a sense of loss. I've just been so sad for the whole week. And what makes me really sad is a lot of these people that voted to leave just didn't even have a understand, clear, yeah. And they don't understand yeah. the benefit of the EU. And it's really, really, really pissing me off how many people were so stuck on this immigration yeah. this, immigration that. This is the thing that and sets me the basically, most. If you wanted to vote out politicians such as Boris Johnson was manipulated. Boris Johnson didn't want to leave the EU. He has no idea what to do. He hasn't got a plan. It was just like another Eton boy. Like they were back in boarding school together Mm. having one up of each other. Oh, I want to be the next. But I don't like what's happening now because they're basically, yeah. Okay, so people see the leave and they're using it as an excuse to let out this. Um, This racism hasn't been generated from the leave campaign. No, definitely As a disclaimer, it's always been there. But the difference is people would keep their thoughts to themselves because publicly yeah. it would be frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. But now because it's been the generic, you know, leave as the majority vote, mm. people are using this as, and they think it's not acceptable to voice some of their disgusting opinions yeah. mm-hmm. out in public. I watched several videos today and seen, read several articles one of them with the boys in Manchester swearing at this veteran, a British citizen veteran get out the tram get out the country i'm sorry but this is what fears we are three british girls but ultimately we are of african caribbean descent but i'd always say i'm british so if i'm walking down the street what if someone's coming to me get out this country Bro, my mum's born here. I've been born here. Like, yeah. What was I meant to say? Someone asked me. I was um, at the Westfield yesterday working on a campaign with a really cool company, and security officer came up to me because he saw me like taking pictures and filming, and he was like, "Oh, he didn't even say what you're filming or what you're taking pictures for." He was like, "Where are you from?" Said, "I'm I'm from here. I was born here." He was like, "Oh, well, where's your family from?" I was like, "My parents were also born here." (laughs) It's a black guy. I was like, mm. what, what do you mean? Like, I'm British before I'm anything else. Like, exactly. I was born here. My parents were both born here. Of course, I completely respect my heritage, love my exactly. heritage. 
if you follow me on Snapchat or on Instagram, you know I love my heritage, my food. I don't, I don't Trust mess with me, my heritage. Get that planting, get that festival, Aki bangs. Exactly, but above everything, I was born here, therefore I'm British before I'm anything else. And I've I never, I've never like been be very... so embarrassed to be British until this week. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Period. We was watching Farage talk earlier, and honestly, you need to watch it. It's I've so bad. It. I'm so He's talking. I know that politicians tend to use the words "we" and "us" to make everyone feel involved. It's definitely Please like include you know, stuff that we. they've been taught to do to appeal to most people. Forget but when he's saying things pronouns, like "we are normal people" and "we are this," you know that when he says "we," no. he's not talking about you he's know the about people us. in this country who make up diversity or the people in this country who he doesn't want to see. As a, a citizen, they get and the it's diversity disgusting. argument. He, he had the fucking audacity to tell the EU. None of you have done a real job. Never had a job. Yeah. Mate, this is what have you done? This is the person who's representing the United Kingdom. It's we not are a, anymore, fam. We are a laughing stock. We were watching the video. Oh, God, yeah. People were laughing, and one man had to hold yeah, his mouth. Like, I think I feel like a lot of people don't even realise that it's an advisory referendum. Also, yeah. So, like, if we it's do actually not law abiding, it's it's not. <laughs> It's not legally binding, so like I think it's kind of the, ignorant yeah. of a lot of people. But the worst just, thing is now it's not legally to. binding, but the EU aren't going to talk to us until we put in our application to leave. Exactly. <laughs> if they do, it's kind of like they're, they're going to lose all credibility as a government. As a government as a whole. They've lost it already. They've already. Lost I mean, we've like, already like, lost our yeah, fucking yeah, prime minister. <laughs> but it is a democratic <laughs> vote, and it it, it, yeah. it will look but another, fucking awful. But if, I know so many. I know so many people have signed that. They that have bill. done it before, but another thing is they. I don't think I feel like, and I don't know if people agree or not. Yes, it's a democratic society, but ultimately, we democratically elected MPs into Parliament. Why was this choice given to us? Like, I feel like we're not bound to London or England anymore. Exactly. Well, that's like, the thing. thing is, I'm not I'm, bound here. I'm like, done. I'll go to Canada. I am done. I'll go to I'll go to France. I'll I'll go to especially now that travel is one of those things where it is not just recognised as you know, culturally good for your soul, but also very good to put on your CV. Like a lot of employees, people, so the but... opportunity to go abroad and study isn't something anymore that's probably like frowned upon. Favorite things at the moment is the fact that obviously Lauren's finished all of her university exams, which means she's active on social media again. <laughs> And she actually had a go at me on Snapchat earlier today because I put like a snap up of um that Plies song with who does he sing it with? Is it Akon? Akon, Akon you yeah. got me so hypnotized the way your body rolling round and round. That's is such a tune. And I've said I've said it once and I'll say it again and I'm not ashamed. There is something about Plies, I don't know why, but I think I fancy him a little bit. Can I, can I say something? Yes. When I was younger, Daddy used to say to me, don't sit on the hard ground because you'll get piles. <laughs> and I always used to think that insane. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. So you thought Plies' name was Piles? Oh, Fantastic. Oh, it's a true story. I'm dead. <laughs> and Lauren had a go at me for putting publicly out there that I had a little soft spot for him. Uh-uh. You need to, you needed to retract uh-uh. that string. Uh-uh. <laughs>
<laughs> the worst thing is by the time Lauren had a go at me, that statement had been on Snapchat overnight. So everyone that asked me on Snapchat. Even like tracked it, everybody knows. No, actually, I'm gonna you dirty little secret. But just one night of magic with plies. They're bullshit. <laughs> His Snapchat. I'll never forget his Snapchat when he not Snapchat. Um, he put a video on Instagram about girls how we should have like a holiday from work for our periods. He's like, "You're tired. You bleeding." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You Thank you guys for coming on the show again. Pleasure. I really appreciate your time and. Obviously, it hasn't been the best week for England, but I know we can pull through this. Stay don't know that. Stick it, stop being so pessimistic. As I was going to say, everybody ignore Chloe because she checks it. Sticking it together and we'll work through it. Hopefully we won't be the laughing stock when of the I world. When I you lemons, you make lemonade base. And I've seen it. I'm- Thank you guys so much, Lauren, have an amazing time. you seen Beyonce this week? Yeah, Sunday. I was meant to go <laughs> Thursday, but I had to sell my ticket. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Congratulations, Lauren. You can tell us all about Beyonce on next week's podcast. Thank you so much. Yet again, a massive thank you to both Chloe and Lauren for joining me on the show again. I honestly, I absolutely love recording with them and it just makes my week complete. So now we're going to head into the interview section with Jamelia. So today I'm sitting down with Jamelia Donaldson on Coffee with Danny. So Jamelia is the founder, owner, CEO, all that jazz of Treasure Tress Boxes. Hi Jamelia. Hey Danny. Thanks for having me. Oh no, it's no problem at all. Do you just want to say like a quick what Treasure Tress is? Sure. So Treasure Tress is a monthly discovery box for women and girls with naturally kinky curly hair. So each month we discover and deliver the best products for curly hair. So exciting. If you guys watch my YouTube channel or like follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you probably see me like raving on about the boxes because I've like discovered so many amazing products through the boxes. It's insane. Yay. So let's start at the very beginning. Um, about your background, if you went to uni, what you studied, etc, etc. Okay, so I went to Aston University in Birmingham, studied business and international relations. Okay, cool. While I was there, I'd done a four-year course with a one-year placement. Oh, okay. And then I'd done internships throughout. So after, I think I worked first year and second year. Okay. And then third year for placement year, I went to China for a month to do marketing. Wow, amazing. Then I went to New York for eight months to do PR and marketing. Then I came back, actually, then I came back and done a month in finance. Okay. And then I got offered a grad scheme in finance. Yeah. Graduated with a first and then went back to my grad scheme and stayed there for almost three years and then I quit like two months ago. Oh wow, so you were with the same company for the whole time? Yeah, I was with the company from an intern to a grad and then out. (laughs) And now she's a girl boss. (laughs) Let's start with like the initial idea. So where did the, like when did you have the business spark? Oh God, I want to do this. When did Treasure Tress... How was it born? How was it born? I feel like it was a development over time because I've okay. always loved hair. Yeah. I've literally known how to do my own hair since I was like four years old. And so I've always lucky. been obsessed with doing hair. So I used to earn money from like camo in people's hair at lunchtime, wow. friends of the family after school. So I've always been interested in hair and interested in business. Um, 
but not business as a concept so like not okay. business as you learn it at university yeah. but just earning money from doing what you love okay and then in uni I meant I learned like the theoretical aspect of it yeah and then through doing internships and working I realized that I really don't really like taking direction from people and there's so much stuff that I want to do why do all of my <laughs> guests have this problem none of us can take direction <laughs> And I feel like I've got a contribution and it's very hard to contribute to the world what you want to unless you find a company that's perfectly aligned with your personal values. Which is basically impossible to do unless yeah. you own the company. So I was like, okay, I, I know that I want to own my own company. I know it needs to be in hair, yeah. but I also know that I don't want to be a hairdresser. So what am I going to do with this? And then the subscription box model just blew up out of nowhere. Oh God, yeah. So there was like greys, there was birch box, glossy box, all of these great boxes. But there was one problem there wasn't a box for women of colour no. and there wasn't a box for women of colour specifically focused on hair. Yeah. So then I was like, right, so there's my market. When I was in New York, I went again last year with work for about four months. I remember and seeing on Instagram. <laughs> it was so long she was gone. And I was like, okay, there's so many great boxes in America for like yeah. natural hair. There's none in, well, there, there's not any in London that focus solely on natural hair the way that I want to okay. do it. So then I came back and I was like, okay, I'm literally just going to launch my own, put up a landing page. Well, I didn't put it up. <laughs> Got my boyfriend to design a landing page <laughs> and then um, use the email addresses from there to let them know that we'd launched with not one, but three boxes. Yeah. We launched um, initially with the intention of creating subscription boxes for young girls. So okay. it was initially only going to be the mini me box. Yeah. But when we put up the landing page, everyone was interested from all different Wrong age women. ranges. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's do three. Let's do mini me. Let's do tween and let's do queen box. So initially I was focusing on mini me because my brother had a daughter yeah. and I was like, right, I want her to know how to take care of her hair from the beginning because it took me years to learn how to take care of my natural hair and learn oh, the product say. market. Yeah. So I thought, let me just create a shortcut for her. So we started with Mini-Me and then because of interest, we kind of just responded to demand and done three boxes as yeah. opposed to one. So crazy and the here we are today. <laughs> so let's start with like business planning, like that, you know, all the boring Adam-y stuff. So how did you go from, okay, I want to do a subscription box to making it reality. Did you like get investment from anywhere? Like who did you look for for advice? Like what was your process from making a dream a reality basically? I feel like I'm going to give all the wrong answers just because I'm not. No, it's fine. I like have ideas and then I just act on them really yeah, quickly. I'm kind of the same. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I had the idea. What did I look to for advice? I had the idea, then I put the landing page up. Okay. And then once I had launched is when I seek when I started seeking the most advice. Okay, got so you. So obviously I went to Sharma Dean yeah. for um, advice like straight away. Help me. I went to. Um, luckily, when I was in America, I made like mad contacts. Yeah. Just ran into random people who were so willing to help. So, so I've literally been like leveraging their own their network and my network yeah. for advice when I need it. I would say and that's it really, and I've built a really good relationship with lots of my subscribers who. Yeah. Like I, they understand what I'm doing. They understand what the vision is and they know what they want from the business as well. Yeah, definitely. So it's helped me shape it and mold it into what they really, really want. So it's kind of like you had the idea, you ran with it and you're using market research consistently to mold your product into being what the market wants. Definitely. Basically. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. So now you've quit your job. Yes. How, <laughs> how did you find that transition between... Well, how was it initially working two jobs? Let's start there. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it was horrible. Like, I was so tired, yeah, so moody. Like, I must have looked really old as well. 
<laughs> because I was so tired, but it was it was hard. But for me, there was no other way that I could do it no. because I didn't have rich parents. I didn't I didn't come from money, so yeah. I had to I had to grind and I had to launch it. And I wasn't willing not to launch my business and just stay in the corporate world because that's not where my heart is. Yeah, exactly. So it was waking up at five, working five to seven having a shower, getting to work just about for eight, for nine o'clock, <laughs> um, working till like six, getting home for seven, working from eight till 12 or one, and then going back to sleep and doing it all over again. It was literally like a, yeah. I forgot what the term is, but it was literally just nonstop. I like remember chasing like you my were literally living in two time zones. Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. one evening we went to ride at Cycle, and yeah. Tree was like, oh yeah, I've got like a phone call at like 3 a.m. And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> but because, especially for the black hair market, so many of the products and like the people oh, in America speak to. yeah exactly exactly so yeah there's times when I had to like set my alarm clock for the middle of the night so I can wake up take a call wow. go back to sleep and then wake up in two hours time to get ready to go to work Jesus. it was horrible but I had no choice yeah oh god yeah exactly so. what were the, like the main limitations you faced when starting was it like finance or lack of contacts what do you think was like holding you back from being like okay I'm gonna do this um I think it was probably time. Oh, gosh. Because to <laughs> me, time's more valuable than anything. It's more valuable than money. Oh to be gosh, honest, it yeah. could be more valuable than contacts because you can't make contacts unless you use time to go and meet them. Yeah. So Especially I think you're working a time. full-time job. Yeah, that was my major, that was my major frustration. Nothing yeah. else I felt was holding me back. Kind of because I'm a bit naive at times as well. Like when I have an idea, I'm like, it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. And I don't think about, oh, but I have this, but I have that. It's more other people that project that onto you. Oh, God, 100%. You just have to be confident in something and just go with it. Definitely something that I've So I just had, like, tunnel vision. um, But time was my most limiting factor. Yeah. So... You obviously studied business at university. Yeah. And then you had your internships, went into finance. But did you always feel like an entrepreneurial person? Or did you just see you're interested in business and kind of like looking from the outside? Or did you always know that you were going to pursue something in the end? I felt like when I was younger, I was always very bossy. Yeah. And I was always of the mindset that I'm going to have a business. And then I started uni, like my business degree, it was all right, but to be honest, I've learned so much more in the past Actual, six months in the business yeah, world. than I did in my four years of my degree. So I don't know, maybe it was the media, but it just kind of got drilled into my head that the, the way that I could do that is by being in like a Fortune 500 company yeah. and just working my way to but the that's top. That's what they teach you at uni as well. Yeah. It's like your whole, you're just, it's drilled in you throughout yeah. nursery. 100%. So then that's when I was like, okay, let me try to be this, you know, powerful black woman in this, you know, financial institute. And then I got there and I was like, hold on a minute. Why am I putting this F, like, this, this is what I want to do. Why am I lining do. someone else's pocket? Literally, like, why, I'm living someone else's life and, like, someone else's dream because this isn't my dream. Yeah. And I almost feel like it's unfair because maybe I'm filling the space of someone else's dream. Like, maybe oh God, yeah, I'm taking an opportunity that could be offered like you to have someone to else. respect someone else's hustle. Like, for someone else that's like their dream exactly. role but if it doesn't suit you it doesn't suit you exactly There's wrong with it so it was a lot of realization that um you can be a boss and you can be an influential female doing it by yourself oh god gotcha. so i kind of had to like go back to my childlike mindset which was i can do it. i can create my own yeah rather than like just being like groomed through university like yeah get into these massive corporations and yeah. you know get these amazing bonuses and Work your ass off. So, what advice would you give to someone that's looking to start their own startup business? 
<laughs> I would say do it. Like it's just amazing. Yeah. The people that you meet are just on a whole nother level. Like I was meeting amazing people while I was doing Treasure Trust and working. Okay. But now that I've been doing Treasure Trust full time, the people that I've met in the space of like a month and a half have been incredible like it opens you up to this whole different like caliber of people who are like everyone is doing something and everyone is killing it i feel like london is literally just the place for that no one is doing one thing here and it's amazing when you go to events and you meet people and people like oh like i work here but i do this on the side yeah like everyone's everyone's got a side hustle it's so cool so i would say do it like go out go to as many events as possible in the field that you're interested in go to as many networking events as possible because the people that you meet are just amazing this one thing that i'm really trying to put across in the show that Mm. you have to network and you have to intern you do 100 percent and for me, it was like such a hard thing, like forcing myself. I still have it now. Like mm. I go to events and beforehand I'm like social anxiety, like every single thing you can think of in the world. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. Like, yeah. I don't like feel nice. Like, <laughs> I don't like the weather outside. Like every single excuse you could possibly think of, I like try and pull back into my head. But you just have to remember, even if you just meet one person yeah. and speak to one person, That's it's what, so, so worth it. That's what I always say. I always say that I hate networking because to me it sounds like a bit because of how I remember networking to be it can be a bit of a it sounds like a sleazy term because I remember like going to networking events and people just like shoving their business cards in your hand and it's like I haven't even spoken to you I don't even know what your name is and you do this is it like why are you giving me your business card so I always say it's more about um, making meaningful connections with people so networking doesn't mean going to a networking event it can be going to eat and speaking to the person sitting next to you because that's still connecting with someone and if you do go to networking events the most important thing is building a meaningful connection with one person like when we went to that war power lunch in like 2014 that's how we're friends yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) you're the you're the meaningful connection that i took away with that i didn't meet anyone else because it was like my first time that's going to those kind of events i don't know anyone else from that event that's how we're friends guys that's how we met no you have you really 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 have to force yourself to just go out there so one other thing do you i know you do already but do you have any like go-to books websites podcasts wait for the list guys wait for the list <laughs> oh dear like <laughs> she's unlocking her eyes yeah I'm, I'm just gonna go to my i'll go to my podcast first because podcasts not are my things like they're so amazing so my if i let me give you five otherwise we'll be okay. scrolling for Top about 100 five. oh my god you're so coffee many. with danny obviously <laughs> advice podcast obviously shout out to my friends <laughs> um the mind your business podcast okay which is wicked um i would also say Mylee till who's the founder of curlbox she's got an amazing podcast i know she had one that's amazing amazing and there is also maybe um, i'd say the zig ziglar show the true performance show is the name of the podcast okay. pretty amazing and i would say how many am i on now girl boss radio oh my gosh love girl boss radio um, did i say we study billionaires no what's that we study billionaires uh, not that, that one. sounds cool and finally she did it her way which is another like women's. oh i like that one yeah yeah so I would there say you go, guys. So many podcasts to listen. Okay, now I'm going to go into the quick fire round okay. and ask you the random questions, but they're okay. not that random because everyone's heard them before, <laughs> but you know. So, 
a room of three, if you could invite three people, dead or alive, to go to dinner with, who would you invite? I was thinking about this yesterday. <laughs> um, I think they would all be... Um, oh, this is a bit difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it's a hard question. I would say, I really, if I could get three people in a room, it would be Tristan Walker, okay. who's a uh, founder of the Walker & Co company. Walker & Co company? Walker & Co. Okay. He owns a brand called Bevel, which is like the first shaving system for African-American Curly, men. Yeah, yeah. He is sick. Like He used to work on Wall Street, quit Wall Street, went to Silicon Valley, interned and then built up his business. Ah, He's so well respected. I've heard about his razors being advertised on Bevel. The Read. Yeah. yeah. And like Nas is one of his brand ambassadors. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so wow, I into okay. that from the beginning. Um, next, it would probably be Beyonce because I'm a huge Beyonce, Beyonce fan. <laughs> Um, oh, and then this one is quite difficult. I would say... Oof. Because of business, it would have to be like a female in business, which for me would always be Sharma Dean Reed. Yeah. Or it would be Miley Till, one of the two. Sharma's such a boss. She is. Okay, so which fictional character do you think closely aligns with you? So my example is the amazing one that Chloe gave me on the first week and she said that she closely aligns with the little boy on the life of Pi because she's had so much shit thrown at her in life but she's still like in the boat like the boy is just riding the waves, just just winging it like everyone is every single day. Can I pass and think about it? <laughs> you can think about it. We've got time to think about it. If you knew the world was going to end tomorrow, you have no budget but you can't tell anyone, what would you do? You've got a full 24 hours as well, not from like the time now. <laughs> I'd go on holiday with my friends and family. Like go to a nearby Mediterranean island. Oh God, yeah. With my friends and family. That's it. Like I wouldn't, what else is there to do really? Exactly. Like I wouldn't buy a new car, why? Yeah, that's it. Friends and it's family on an need. island. Everyone's always like, oh, like, I'd go to Venice Beach and I'd like buy this Louis Vuitton handbag. And I'm like, oh, I'm really do with it after the things. 24 hours. Exactly, you can't <laughs> die with it, hun. You cannot die with it. No time with people exactly. that you care about it's the most valuable thing okay fictional character yes I, I very rarely watch tv and i very rarely watch films yeah me too so i'm really having to think about this i don't even know who i would be like i'm asking everyone this question every <laughs> week and i have no idea who i would say i am the only one i can really think of maybe for me is no I feel like Alice in Wonderland is me. Okay, that's a good one. Because I have like such like a crazy conception of time yeah. for one. And I'm like here, there and everywhere all the time. But there's always one goal. Mm -hmm. But I'm always like doing everything else at the same time. Yeah. Like stuck in this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. But just running to their tunnel. Like yeah. running to the light at the end of the tunnel constantly. I don't know. I feel like there you go, guys. I've finally said me <laughs> at last. I think, kind of on the <laughs> back of your one, I would say Mowgli in Jungle Book because it's oh, kind yeah. of the same thing. Like yeah. I feel like I'm figuring it out as I go along, like yeah. going through these different phases in life. So like I had like my childhood, then I had like uni, which was like in a little shelter. Then I was in a massive corporation, which was shelter. And now I'm like just in the big bad world, just little me. But then I've always got like one, per like there's always people who are watching my back, which oh, yeah. I really, really appreciate. So like mentors, advisors, and they kind of like help me um, navigate. So what's the, what's the bear called again? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it begins with B. Baloo? Baloo. Is that his name? So yeah, I feel like I've got my very You've own got Baloo. Your Baloo. <laughs> he kind Aww. of like watches my back, but 
Yeah, I feel like Mowgli, like figuring it out as you go along, just like experience in the world, one. like journeying through life. The only person I could think of, which was similar to you, is Nemo from Finding Nemo. Or Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because of the same reasons what? of what you've just yeah, said. Yeah, Maybe that's a better one. Nemo or Mowgli, Mowgli. from Jungle Book. Thank yes. you so much for coming on, Jamelia. Thank you for I've been like trying me. to get this girl down for like <laughs> weeks. Like we've been just so busy. It's insane. We've been bad. So, so busy. Very, very bad. But I'm going to pop a little writer um, about Jamelia and Treasure Tress over on coffeewithdanny.com. At Treasure Tress on, on all social media platforms. Okay, amazing. Also, if anyone's interested in interning for Jamelia, please hit her up. Her email will be over on coffeewithdanny.com. Please. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. What an amazing show. Thank you so, so much to Jamelia for popping on once again and to Chloe and Lauren for just being themselves and giving me my weekly catch up. It was so good to sit down and speak with them, especially after just such a rubbish week. I can't even tell you guys. Yeah, I'm just not happy about the result this week. So thank you so much to everyone. Again, a massive shout out to Khalil for our bomb-ass soundtrack and to Adam Totney for our dope-ass cover work. Hope to see you guys over on social media. Hit me up with a cheeky tweet. It's at coffeewithdanny underscore and at coffeewithdanny on Instagram. I'll see you guys next week with our next guest. Peace out. I wanna find out what you're about Arrange a time to meet and sit down Just to talk Watch your schedule, Thursday sound cool Something super casual Yeah, yeah Go for a coffee Take you for a drink Let's go for a meal What do you think? Take you for a coffee, baby Let's go for a drink Let's go for a meal Tell me what you think Tell me what you think